Welcome, I'm Cliff Hedges. This is Pastor Cliff's Notes. This is a podcast where we're studying the Bible. We're working our way through the book of Matthew. Today is episode 737. We're looking at Matthew chapter 7, verses 15 through 20. Let's read the passage. Be on your guard against false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly are ravaging wolves. You'll recognize them by their fruit. Are grapes gathered from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? In the same way, every good tree produces good fruit, but a bad tree produces bad fruit. A good tree can't produce bad fruit, neither can a bad tree produce good fruit. Every tree that doesn't produce good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. So you'll recognize them by their fruit. This is the Gospel according to Matthew. Matthew's writing this gospel to convince a Jewish audience that they should place their faith in Jesus Christ. It's applicable to everyone, but because of the Jewish thrust of things, he's using a lot of Old Testament imagery and quotations. He's in this section we call the Sermon on the Mount, the part of the teaching ministry of Jesus. The Sermon on the Mount began with the Beatitudes. Then he talked about the distinctiveness of Christians. Christians should be different from the world but should also have an effect on the world. He talked about fulfilling the law. He didn't come to abolish the law, but to fulfill it. In order to properly understand the law and how to apply it, you need to follow Jesus' teachings. He talked about acts of righteousness, that the purpose of doing these specific acts, prayer, giving, and fasting, is not to impress people, but to connect with God. He talked about storing up treasures in heaven, that is, to put our attention on the things of heaven versus the things of earth. And he warned against worrying about material things because God knows what we need. And he warned against being judgmental. And then he talked about trusting God, asking, seeking, and knocking. Now he's in this end part of the Sermon on the Mount where he's giving these four warnings where he's talking about the importance of actually responding to this teaching, not just hearing things and then going on about your business, but actually changing. And so he has these four contrasts between two groups. Last time we looked at the contrast between the saved and the lost, about the narrow road and the broad road, the easy road versus the hard road. And the issue there was saved people are following a tough road, but Those who aren't saved follow an easy road. You need to make a conscious decision. Today we're looking at the idea of unsaved people who pretend to be saved. Next time we'll look at unsaved people who think they're saved. Then we'll look at two groups of saved people, some who respond to this teaching and some who don't. And all these warnings, the failure to respond properly results in destruction. And that'll be the end of the Sermon on the Mount but by no means the end of Matthew's gospel. We're only in chapter 7. So he gets his second warning, talking about false prophets. Verse 15, Be on your guard against false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly are ravaging wolves. So just right there, there's a lot of imagery. And this is a fairly simple example to understand. I think the difficulty is in application. So, the warning, be on your guard, because this will happen. It happened throughout the Old Testament, and it continues to happen even today. False prophets, and the way he describes them, they come to you in sheep's clothing. 
Now, often the imagery for the people of God is a flock of sheep. And Jesus is often depicted as the shepherd leading the sheep, caring for the sheep. And so these are false prophets, and they come in sheep's clothing, meaning they look like sheep. They appear to be part of the Christian community. They appear to be disciples following Jesus, but inwardly are ravaging wolves. So the imagery is clear there. Flock of sheep, where you've got some wolves dressed like sheep. They are amongst the flock, but their true identity is unknown. But they are ravenous wolves, and wolves eat sheep. So how do you recognize wolves that are dressed like sheep? Well, he tells us in verse 16, you'll recognize them by their fruit. We'll talk about fruit in a few minutes, and he gives an example. Are grapes gathered from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? Well, they're just, just uh, an example of absurdity. Well, of course, grapes are not gathered from thorn bushes. Figs are not gathered from thistles. And maybe there's actually some similarities in appearance here. Some thorn bushes have some little black berries that maybe at a distance you might mistake for grapes. Some thistles have a base of a flower, which maybe at a distance could be mistaken for a fig. But upon closer examination, both would be recognized as no, this is not the case. So verse 17, in the same way, every good tree produces good fruit, but a bad tree produces bad fruit. Now, his example he's given here, this is the test. You'll recognize them by their fruit. And so grapes come from grapevines. Figs come from fig trees. So his example of good fruit versus from good trees, bad fruit from bad trees. Verse 18, a good tree can't produce bad fruit, neither can a bad tree produce good fruit. This goes back to the recognize them by their fruit. You recognize the fruit, you know what the fruit is coming from. If you find an apple, you know it came from an apple tree. So the good tree is a real disciple of Christ. The bad tree appears to be a disciple, but really isn't. It goes back up to the wolves in sheep's clothing. The sheep are the good tree, producing the good fruit. The wolves are the bad trees, producing the bad fruit. The intention of the wolves is to destroy the flock and will recognize them by their fruit. Verse 19, every tree that doesn't produce good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. This is the same warning that John the Baptist gave back in Matthew chapter 3, verse 10, talking about the religious leaders that the woodcutter standing by with the axe, ready to cut down these trees and throw them into the fire. And so speaking of future judgment, God will judge these people. And so in each of these warnings, there is the wrong response ends in destruction. These ravenous wolves masquerading as sheep, will be judged by God, and it will be their own destruction. But in the meantime, they can cause a lot of damage within the flock. So verse 20, so you'll recognize them by their fruit. This is the key takeaway, and I think the hard lesson to learn, recognize them by their fruit. The implication there is you must be able to recognize whether fruit is good or bad. 
Now, he uses the term false prophets in verse 15, and that's probably the big challenge at the time, and had been a big challenge throughout the Old Testament, is people claiming to be speaking for God when they're really not. So how do you determine if somebody should be listened to, somebody should be followed? Well, too often in our context, how's it work, is people decide on the person first. I like this leader, or I like this teacher. Therefore, I will trust what they say. And that's how people are led astray, because they decide to follow the leader. They decide to listen to the teaching and follow the teaching without determining, is, is this a real sheep or is this a ravenous wolf? That's backwards. You must look at the fruit first. So is the teaching trustworthy? Is this person living a righteous life? Is this person actually a follower of Jesus Christ? Then decide on whether you can like and follow the teacher or leader. If we based it on we like this person, we like this person's teaching, we like this person's preaching, we like this person's leading, and then follow them without examining the fruit, then we may be led astray because this could well be a ravenous wolf masquerading as a sheep. That's how people are led astray because they don't recognize bad fruit. So how do you recognize a false prophet? A few tests in the Old Testament. Deuteronomy gave some tests in Deuteronomy 18 verses 21 to 22 was the idea of a prophet making a prediction. And so often that's how we think of a prophet as a prophet saying, this is going to happen, the world is going to come to an end in, at a certain point in time. Well, if it doesn't happen, then we know that person is not a valid prophet because what they predicted to happen didn't happen. So therefore they were not speaking on God's behalf. So if a prophet's making some kind of prediction and that prediction doesn't come to pass, well, then you know they're a false prophet. In Deuteronomy 13, 1 through 6, independent of whether their predictions come to pass or not, what they're actually proclaiming. If they're trying to get people to follow other gods, they're false prophets. Jeremiah 23, 9 through 15 deals with the idea of looking at their own behavior. Look at Jeremiah chapter 23. Start with verse 9. He says, Concerning the prophets, my heart is broken within me, and all my bones tremble. I've become like a drunkard, like a man overcome by wine, because of the Lord, because of his holy words. For the land is full of adulterers. The land mourns because of the curse. The grazing lands in the wilderness have dried up. Their way of life has become evil. Their power is not rightly used, because both prophet and priest are ungodly. Even in my house I have found their evil. This is the Lord's declaration. Therefore, their way will seem like slippery paths in the gloom. They'll be driven away and fall down there. I'll bring disaster on them, the year of their punishment. And it goes on, verse 13. Among the prophets of Samaria, I saw something disgusting. They prophesied by Baal and led my people Israel astray. So how do you recognize false prophets? One, they're living lives that are not following the Lord. And they're saying things that are leading people away from the Lord. The biggest challenge, I think, in recognizing false prophets is not recognizing 
bad fruit. And Jesus says you will recognize them by their fruit. And it may not be right away. It may take a while for that to become evident. So that's why we never stop examining things and evaluating things. We've got to know good fruit from bad fruit. Now, in our context, it's mostly it's teachers, people claiming to be teachers, teaching people how to know God, how to follow Christ. And the question is, what is their fruit? And two aspects of that. One is how they live, but more importantly, what they actually say must be compared to the Word of God. The issue is not, do you like their style? Do you like their personality? The question is, are they actually teaching faithfully the Word of God? If their teaching is not following the Word of God, well, then they're a false teacher. They may not be the full example here of ravenous wolves who are masquerading as sheep where they're not really even followers of Christ. They may actually be Christians, but if they're teaching false doctrine, well, then they are leading people astray. And so the same lesson applies. You'll know them by their fruit. And so it's incumbent of us to be able to recognize good fruit from bad fruit. And anyone who's teaching contrary to the Word of God, that's bad fruit. People that are living lives contrary to the Word of God, that's also bad fruit. So begin with the fruit, then evaluate the leader. Thanks for joining me. Join me again next time as we continue working through Matthew.